Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. We get all of our content. We did a big charity special last night. Tony Fiorentino joined a whole bunch of us from Five Reasons Sports and also from other networks in town. So that is still on the channel. We covered a lot there. Some fun stories from Tony. So go to the Five Reasons YouTube channel. And you'll find that also five reasons, sports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. We do not have a paywall and check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. That includes our friend, Mark Brown, M A R C Brown PA.com. That's where you go. Phone number is nine, five, four, five, six, six, five, six, seven, eight, nine, five, four, five, six, six, five, six, seven, eight. Mark can handle a bunch of things for you in his office, which is in North Lauderdale, just North of Cypress Creek off of Andrews. If you need an estate plan, and the reality is everybody with a family needs an estate plan, Mark can get you the paperwork on that. It's not expensive. He'll go through it with you. He did it for me. Also, if you need a closing done on real estate, we know it's a complicated real estate market now. Maybe prices are leveling off a little bit. Interest rates are going up. Once you get a deal done, you don't want to have problems with the closing. That can be one of the complicated aspects at the end. Mark will handle that for you. Make sure you mention five reasons. Again, markbrownpa.com, 954-566-5678. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. Night off for Greg Sylvander. We got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We got Brady Hawk. You can follow up Brady Hawk 305. Going to do two different things today. Um, Heat Twitter was a buzz with some stuff that we actually covered 48 hours earlier. So I want to go through that and kind of explain it to people who haven't heard our last two episodes. And then after that, we're going to get into small lineups because one of the things that the heat may have to do this year is play even smaller at times than they did last season. So what exactly would that look like? My view on this is that small lineups look better for the eye test and sometimes they show up on the stat sheet. So Brady and Alex will help break that down as we go forward. But I do want to address some of what came out on Twitter today. And again, this is some context, okay? There are maybe, I, I wrote it down, there are maybe five or six reporters who have a line to the Heat organization, okay? I'm not going to say who one of them is. Um, well, I mean, if you heard the last two podcasts, you know. Uh, there, there are four or five others, okay? And so when they tweet stuff uh, kind of in tandem, then there's kind of a bat signal that goes out to heat Twitter that, okay, this is coming from directly inside the organization. And this is a message that the organization is trying to share. So today, two of those reporters, um, Barry Jackson from the Herald and also Tim Reynolds from AP uh, tweeted out uh, essentially, although Barry's was in response to a totally different thread that uh, the heat like their team. Well, if you listen to our podcast two days ago, that was pretty much what it was about. <laughs> uh, that's the one we did on Sunday. And that was actually 
in response to the one we did the previous Thursday in which I went through, you know, where the heat stood at that point. And I said, the heat may have to run it back because they don't want to run it back. And my rationale for that was that they're trying to make a big move and that may put them in a position where they actually run it back, but with a slightly worse roster without PJ Tucker than they had the year before. And then I came on on Sunday and I said, well, you know, I spoke to some in the heat organization. It took some exception to that podcast because they said that they like their team, that this isn't just about, we were trying to blow anything up. They're not. Okay. But if a generational player like Kevin Durant makes himself available in some way, even if he's not a free agent, then they're going to try to explore it because Pat Riley is their boss. And that's kind of where they're at, but they have this other plan that if they don't end up getting him, which to me still looks like an unlikelihood, then they have some different ways that they may play with the roster at hand. And also there is still the chance that they can make a change before training camp, before the season, before the deadline, the trade deadline in February to go get a four uh, which it does appear that the roster needs right now. So I just want to be clear on that. I, I don't really know. And this is not, not disparaging the reporters who tweeted it because they're doing their jobs, but I don't really know that there's anything new here that came out today that heat Twitter was reacting to. I mean, the heat, uh, they have said behind the scenes, they like their team, but Kevin Durant is not on their team and they're trying to get him on their team. And until Tyler hero signs that extension to me, all of this stuff is still in play. And I know that Pat Riley is going to explore it as long as he possibly can. So that's where we're at with that. Um, did you guys take anything else from it today? I'm just, before we move on to the topic we'd planned. Well, um, look, it's tough because like you said, a lot of it is stuff that we've already covered in the last couple of uh, podcasts. Also, we, we talked about some of the stuff on the stream last night. Uh, again, thanks to everybody that contributed, everybody that donated. That was awesome. But as far as this whole situation, it's really like you can't, uh, shout out Alf, who was also on the stream. Um, I, I don't remember the, his exact tweet, but he was basically giving credence to, you know, you can't have it both ways. If you're in the whale hunt, you're in the whale hunt. You can't also be giving up uh, things to to make yourself marginally better, even though we're all about uh, those types of moves because we saw how close this team was, right? And I think the messaging is what makes people nervous here because before it's like, oh, well, this is Jimmy's team. Uh, we're always going to be looking for the upgrades. We always think that we can get better. And all of a sudden, the messaging here, um, not only today, but uh, also pertaining to the stuff that you told us from the, the the people that you spoke to on the heat kind of points to, well, um, if it doesn't work out, we don't really hate what we have. on the. Uh, and I think that makes people nervous. I think it makes people nervous because it's like, well, how much do you really – uh, take this whole winning in, in, in the Jimmy window seriously, right? Because I think people, like, if you walk into the season and it's more or less the same roster, except you don't have P.J. Tucker, you have Nikola Jovic, uh, and you have a year older Haywood Highsmith <laughs> who you're going to give 20 minutes to play. Like, I just don't think people are going to be satisfied with that after kind of the messaging has been, well, we're always going to do what we can to get better. And I understand that. I understand the frustration, but it's also like, what are they going to do? They, they're already very much limited as to draft capital. And those are the types of things that get you these types of players. Now, like besides the, the fact that you're going to need to throw in guys into the, into the trade, like they're already short on draft capital. So they can't be giving stuff up like that for a John Collins or for a Harrison Barnes or for whoever. Right. And I think it gets frustrating when all, all of this, it's just, 
a big holding pattern and everybody's just waiting for the conclusion, like I said on other shows. Uh, but I understand the frustration. I understand some frustration, but I don't understand some of the anger that's on Heat Twitter today. I mean, what do they want the Heat to do? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not clear on this. Like, as, as I discussed in the last podcast, there was nothing in free agency to go get. P.J. Tucker got the second biggest contract to change teams of any player in the NBA behind Jalen Brunson. How many all-star games is Jalen Brunson going to make? There was nothing in this market. They haven't missed out on really anything. So they're, so Heat fans are frustrated that Boston made a couple of trades to get better, and now we're hearing about Jalen Brown's name being in there for Kevin Durant. Okay, well, an offer has not been accepted there yet. Milwaukee went and got Joe Ingles. Okay, I mean, were the Heat going to go get Joe Ingles? Like, I, I don't I, – I guess I, I understand the frustration that, that, that Heat fans are – this is like this slow-moving train, and they're watching others pass slightly – and they're worried about it. And, and I get the concern. I don't understand the anger. Like, I, I don't know what they want them to do. Like, uh, nobody has signed in the past two weeks. I mean, the only trade was Rudy Gobert. The Heat weren't trading four draft picks for Rudy Gobert, right? So I, I just don't, th this gets back to it, okay? And, and this is why we're going to try to have, you know, some balance in this network, right? It, it, basketball is not just about trading everybody all the time, <laughs> Okay. And, and I understand that that exists on Twitter and I get it. Um, and yes, it drives our numbers a lot. We do better numbers on our podcasts when there are transactions than when there are playoff games. Okay. People want transaction talk. I get it. They want to see how their team's going to get better. And then they don't actually watch the games. Like there, there's a whole contingent. Okay. That doesn't even watch the games, but they're just talking transactions. Well, you can't make a transaction if there's no transaction to be made. I mean, so I guess what's going to happen now, uh, Brady, is and I'm not saying the heat organization handles everything perfectly. This is not me like running out of a defense for them. I just I, I, I went after him in 2016 and 2017 for things they did that offseason. They paid a bunch of guys in the 2017 offseason. How did that work out? Um, but but right now, I just I, I don't understand what it is that they could do. And I feel Brady like we're headed for a situation where the, for, for a certain segment, the Tyler Hero extension which is going to be locking up one of your best players for four years. Who's 22 years old, who has shown growth, who just won six man of the year. <laughs> he's not perfect. He needs to get better. He had a bad postseason, but he's, he's a, he's a core piece for you, at least for now. Like that news is going to, is going to hit heat Twitter, like, like a rock in, in, you know, in, in the forehead, basically. Right. I mean, I, people are going to be pissed about it. And, and other, in any other situation, they'd be like, okay, we just, we just locked up the six man of the year at a reasonable cost. Yeah, that Tyler Hero, that's, that's going to be the bat signal when he signs that extension. That's going to be the bat signal that they're officially running it back. Like, I think the frustration where it comes from a lot of this is because you see the stuff that goes out there today about them being comfortable with this team, and it's basically like they're kind of accepting, sounds like through some of the tweets that were out there, was that they're, they're kind of accepting the fact that they're out of the Durant game, which I don't think is fully the case. Uh, and then that becomes the talk of, okay, if they believe they're out of the Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell uh, kind of sweepstakes at this moment, then you can kind of go in the other direction and plug up the four and kind of make that incremental improvement on your roster. But they're still in that middle ground right now. Like, I don't think they've made that determination that they're fully out of that. I think they still believe that they're in that. Uh, but I think that's where the frustration comes into because people just don't know which direction they're going in because there's the fact that, okay, you 100% cannot throw like a Duncan in a pick or two picks for a certain four, because then there's no way you can even come back to the Kevin Durant stuff. And then it's like, 
okay, say you do that, the next day Kevin Durant becomes available, then everybody on Twitter is screaming that why would they do that and throw two picks at the next day Kevin Durant came available. So it's all kind of just happening day by day. Uh, but I think that's mostly where the frustration becomes because it feels like it's just like a lot of settling. And that's what comes into this podcast. So we talk about what they can do right now. But to your point, that is going to be because we saw certain extensions pop off and it was like every fan base was like, OK, we got this guy back for this many years. We got this guy back for this many years. And it's like, oh, man, we really have this guy back for this many years. Like that's going to be the perception when it really shouldn't be, like to be honest. But that'll basically mean that you're kind of out of the trading game. Like, that's just what it is. Because after that extension, it's, it just makes things so much more difficult. And then it's all on basically internal improvement at that point. So that's going to be the true bat signal. These certain tweets and kind of maybe the, the Heat sending these little signals of what they think they're going to do is, might be just tempering expectations into the season of just showing what the roster could be. But the Tyler Hero extension, until that happens, I think that's when everybody will realize what's happening. Because until then, it's still everything's flowing day by day. No, that's exactly right. And here's the other point I want to make about this. Uh, there was some speculation on Twitter today that the Heat are playing some game of public poker, right? Like they're basically telling, they're using a couple of reporters to tell the Brooklyn Nets, this one makes me laugh, uh, to, to tell the Brooklyn Nets that they're not going to include BAM for Durant. Give me a break, okay? That, that's, that's not what this is. I've dealt with this organization long enough, okay? This is, you get access and analysis here, Okay. There's there's nothing to that. All right. They're not. That's not the game that they play. OK, they're sending a message. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Uh, to two different groups if they're sending a message by talking to media members, which look, I mean, they talk to me. Okay. So I can tell you that they've talked to people and, and it does not surprise me at all that there would be communication with Tim and with Barry because there's trust there with both of them. Okay. But the, the two, the two groups that they're talking to with that are one, their own players. Okay. That comes first for them. It's, they don't play these public negotiation games like the other organizations do. I can tell you, I've been around for 25 years. It's not the way they do it. Okay. They are, uh, they're, they're doing that for their own players. They're, they're trying to send a message there that we like you guys. We, look, we can build with you guys. Okay. Now that may not be the message that certain guys want to hear. Okay. Particularly if you're 32 years old and you carried a team in the playoffs and nobody helped you. And that, that is something that we have to monitor here, okay? But they're sending a message to the rest of their players. But the other message that they're sending, all right, is to the fans. 
And I, I do think there is some tempering of expectations that's going on here. Okay. And, and preparing people that this may not happen. And uh, in terms of Durant and Mitchell, and the reality is, look, as it was told to me, the Nets didn't expect Durant to ask out. So the Heat couldn't have foreseen this. Like they didn't go into this offseason thinking we're getting Kevin Durant. But if Kevin Durant may be available, again, he's a generational player. You have to explore it. This negotiation is not going to be done by the Heat in the media. They're, they're not going to include BAM or not include BAM because of, you know, some tweet that, you know, they send out through some reporter at 430 on a on a Tuesday afternoon, the day before Dolphins training camp starts. OK, that's not the way that this is done. So I just want to be clear on that, um, you know, to everybody that I know how they operate to a, to a large degree. OK, and they are sending a message to those two groups. They're not necessarily sending a message to the Nets, because here's the thing. If they were doing that and no disrespect to me or to Barry or to Tim or to Ira or to Anthony Chang, OK, who would be the people who would most likely get the information locally, if they're doing that, okay, they would do it through ESPN sources. They would make sure it's on the public stage for the Brooklyn Nets. They wouldn't do it through, you know, one of us. So I just want to be clear on that. All right. When we come back, we will get into some small lineup stuff. Uh, I do want to tell you about a couple of sponsors of the five reasons sports network. One is prize picks. Use the code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. You can download prize picks on the Google Play Store, also on the App Store. Just go to prizepicks.com. You can play MLB right now. They've got the NFL Futures training camp starting tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, at least here in South Florida. So check out the Futures. Get in on Tua before he has some 16 of 18 scrimmage and everybody wants to pump his numbers up, okay, or goes the other way and goes 4 of 18. So make sure you go to PrizePix. Use the code 5. And, of course, our betting sponsor now is Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com backslash five reasons it's betteredge.com backslash five reasons and for that if you go there you'll get twenty dollars to play this is peer-to-peer betting so this is legal okay in 45 states including florida the others most of them are not so go to betteredge.com backslash five reasons use you don't need a code there you'll just you'll get the 20 bucks and you'll start to play and you can find the line that you want. All right, let's go quickly here. We're going to do five minutes on this, guys, because I look, there's so many permutations of where they can go. But one of the possibilities we talked about was them playing small this year. Um, maybe, you know, again, there's a couple in the organization that would like to play bigger. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, we know that Eric Spolster likes to play small. Okay. Um, and that means, you know, small, small fours next to BAM. I know this frustrates Heat fans at times because they, they feel like BAM needs a bigger front court partner. But let's just go with, with some smaller combinations. We've talked about Caleb Martin. We've talked about Haywood Highsmith. We know that uh, Jimmy Butler could play the four. I'll go to you first on this, Alex. If we take a look at, at small combinations for them, and then I, I, I know you and Brady, and we may have some numbers on this. How have they typically done uh, under Eric Spolster with this group? Well, I think there's a lot of mixed results when you look at specific lineup data. Like I was trying to uh, look at uh, combinations you might see a lot of next season, whether it's Caleb with Bam and Tyler. So I did three man groups, four man groups, five man groups. I'm not going to, you know, get into numbers for all of them because I just didn't see any specific trends. I do think there's a lot of upside actually with maybe the most important of all of those when you're talking about three men is Bam, Jimmy and Tyler, right? Because that's probably going to be the formula and Brady has um, harped on this a lot of you know them leaning offense and going smaller it's going to be a lot of those three guys obviously others right because they they have other guys that they're going to mix in there like Vic and Gabe etc but um 
that three-man group was very positive in the regular season and even more positive, surprisingly enough, in the playoffs. Actually, a lot more, right? Despite Tyler's struggles in the playoffs, despite all the data that suggests that Tyler kind of brings down the line of data of whoever he was with uh, in the playoffs, that wasn't the case for that three-man group. So I think that's actually a, a, a really good thing because that's going to be the guys you're going to need the most from if you're going to try to lean a little bit more offense than defense when you're talking about the identity, right? Because we know what their identity was last season. And they're obviously going to have to switch it up a little bit. And I think uh, try to get more out of the offensive side, especially if you're going to, if you're going smaller, if you're not playing, you know, double bigs on the floor, if you're not going to play, you know, Jovic for 20 minutes or something like that, right? Where they're most likely going to be going quote unquote small. So I think a lot of the offensive stuff could look similar. Like I said on other stuff and like Brady has talked about as well, having Tyler out there to start makes your offense more dynamic in itself. Um, having somebody who could shoot above the break and not just corner threes will make it dynamic. I think a little bit more dynamic than what PJ could do just from a, a shooting perspective. We know what PJ did on the offensive rebounds on, you know, as a screener and, and passer, he was, he was just a great addition, but I do think they have a lot of, uh, you know, some offensive upside with what they have right now. Now, I don't think that means that they could just march into the playoffs with that, but I do see the vision of how they can play going smaller. Like I think Jimmy is a four. They probably won't try to do it too much for the regular season, but they have enough guys in the room that I can see why they feel that way. Um, do understand why um, there's a lot of pushback with the fans though, because not just going big, I, I think it's, it's not sustainable, right? If you're going up against a lot of these uh, matchups in the playoffs. So um, just like there's mixed results in the data, I have mixed feelings about the whole thing. Brady, where do, you, where do you see it? Yeah, I think when we think of small lineups, like we think with this roster, there's it's obviously we're looking at small in the front court. I think there's a chance we see them go small in the back court, actually. Like it was something I feel like we're trending towards is we talk a lot about the Caleb's uh, or the Jimmy's at the four. More importantly, the Jimmy's at the four. The, the Lowry and Gabe combo, as much as I know everybody hates seeing like two small guards in the back court like that, was very good this season. Like, it just was. Like, eye test-wise, numbers-wise, like, it was just very solid defensively, offensively. And if you're kind of hedging toward Lowry being in better shape and Gabe obviously improving in an offseason, that should look generally better. I know that Lowry-Gabe-Tyler Hero combination, three-man combination, which is just an add-on, had 108 offensive rating and a 96 defensive rating this regular season. Like, that is pretty solid for going small in general, which is something they're going to basically have to go to. Uh, the reason we keep saying they have a hole at the four, and the reason I think we say that is because uh, it can basically go in two different directions that you're either going fully big, like the Pat Riley era of big, if you're going to the O'Meara and Bam front court, or you're just going small. Like you don't have the option to go and get a regular four thrown in there because you don't have a regular four to utilize. Uh, so there's obviously the element of the, the big man lineups, which I think are possible, but I think that's more on what they see in training camp from a mayor. If he's able to shoot from above the break consistently, if he could shoot the three consistently, it's a real option. Other than that, uh, it's tough to really see when him and Bam played together last season. The, the issue wasn't even really offensively last season. It was more defensively. Like they had issues in like, I think it was 18 minutes when I was looking at the lineup data. It was 18 minutes they played together. The defense was like very, very bad. Uh, so I think generally it makes sense. And I keep, I feel like I say this on every podcast, but, this is the way you lean offense, like putting Jimmy at the four and going this way. Like the other thing I'd like to mention is that you can make it to the deadline going small. Like I understand maybe generally in big picture, you don't want to do that. And it's also, I know the durability of Jimmy is a worry and everything like that. I was looking through some of the lineups 
that they basically have to go through in the East. For one, I keep saying over and over as well that Jimmy playing the four, first of all, they're positionless, but Jimmy playing the four does not mean he's going to be guarding fours. And he, it may even be worse because they don't have P.J. Tucker guarding some of the po- like top wings and guards that he'll be able to chase those guys around, which maybe is more of a problem than him playing the four. Like That's probably more of a discussion to have. But looking at other than the Bucks and Celtic, which those are problems in itself, uh, like the, the Horford-Williams combo can be a problem. I think if you have Jimmy out there, you probably have to size up onto the Kupo and, and Brooke Lopez. You probably have to size up a little bit. But even if those two situations, you're basically playing – throwing the total farm at them defensively. Like there's never one-on-one matchup with Miami any, anyway. Then you look down the list after those two teams, you have a front court of PJ Tucker and Embiid. You're not worried about that defensively with Jimmy at the four. I think you probably put Jimmy to the three at guarding Tobias. If whoever is guarding, playing the three, four there, you're not worried about that. You move on to a team like Toronto, Siakam and maybe Precious is starting. You're not worried about that matchup and durability wise. You move on to the, the Bulls. Uh, is maybe Patrick Williams and Vucevic or maybe DeRozan's playing the four at that point. You're not worried about that if you're Miami size-wise with Jimmy at the four. Durant, you have the the Cavs team is obviously a little bit of a worry with Mobley and Allen, but I don't think they're going to be that much of a threat that you're going to be worrying too much. Uh, It's just the point that they can make it through these type of teams in the East till the deadline. After that, maybe that's when I think you start waving the flag and saying it's problematic because – you get matched up with one of these teams in the playoffs and you're forced to play Jimmy at the four and you don't have a counter. Like that's, that's when the issue comes, but getting to the deadline, I don't see a problem with it. I think you can go smaller. Uh, and the thing with going smaller is, and once again, the leaning offense thing is you have to be very good offensively. Like we keep talking about the team last year was very good defensively and they kind of went ups and downs offensively. If you're going to lean offense, like <laughs> you better be good offensively. Like if you're going to run these small lineups out, you better have Kyle being able to shoot off the pick and roll immediately if they go under. You better have Tyler be able to create on his own one-on-one when he's out there in the starting lineup with Jimmy. Uh, like, all these elements have to come together, but I feel like we can't really fully dissect it until we officially see it. But if we're looking back at last season, it generally worked, and that's why I think they could build off it, at least for the first couple of months in, in the season next year. All right, I got one more sponsor introduced, and after it, I want to just real quick um, – give people a quote that I got from somebody who's not in the heat organization, but has a direct line to their thinking. I'm going to do that here in a second. Before we do I want to tell you about one more sponsor of the five reasons sports network. If you are on our YouTube channel, you know her. Okay. Lynette Drummond. She's awesome. She handles insurance, all kinds of insurance, life insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, but mostly what I tell people is auto insurance. I have some friends who are terrible, terrible drivers, you would not believe the deals that she got them. Okay. I couldn't believe the deals that she got them. So reach out to her at insurancebylanette.com. That's insurancebylanette.com. It's two N's in that and two T's. Insurancebylanette.com, servicing South Florida for over 15 years. She's in the Laurel Hill area in Broward County. No one is refused. Okay. No driver is refused. So go to insurancebylanette.com. She's also probably the biggest Heat fan that I know. All right. Um, I just want to give you guys something here. I, and, and we'll just close. I reached out to somebody over the past 48 hours and just said, look, am I missing something? Because everything kind of seems stuck. Is any idea how they'll improve the roster while waiting? Okay. And the response was, and again, prepare for it. Heat fans. They don't, they hope Bam improves and Kyle comes back in shape. So Brace yourselves, folks, okay? <laughs> That's 
looks like where this thing is headed right now. Okay. It doesn't mean that a John Collins trade or something like that could happen, but couldn't happen. But again, Brady hit the tell. It's the Tyler hero extension. All right. When that happens, we know that they're pivoting and going a different direction. Hasn't happened yet. I know that the numbers are close, so it could have happened most likely. Okay. Or at least soon. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to our sponsors and share insurance by Lynette.com. Mark Brown, PA.com. Use the C in there. Prize picks. Use the code five better edge with an OR betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons of sports network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.